the real, you know the deal. The powwow after you take a shower, and we only deal with the real. It feels so surreal having a show featuring ordinary people doing extraordinary things within the community, like raising funds for charity, fighting for diversity, inclusion, dispelling myths and illusions, raising health awareness, tremendous conscious athletes, marathoners and triathletes making a difference, combating ignorance. Mm. All right, good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, D. Ivan Oxley, and today we got a very special guest all the way from Rhode Island, Mr. Maurice Loman, a.k.a. the Panda. Give it up for Maurice. How's it going today, sir? Very good, very good. Thank you so much for having me. I was looking forward to getting you on the show for a while. Sorry for the delay. I was trying to get, um, you know, some fundraising efforts on the way for um, a good friend, the founder of uh, Black Men Run in Atlanta, Mr. Jason Russell. He had a um, erupted aneurysm. So, yeah, that's been on my mind. Well, pray, let's, let's praise God for a minute for him and hopefully everything works out for him. Yeah, the family's going to need it. Definitely need their prayers and support um, during this time. And so that, that was the delay because I know we were scheduled for an earlier time, but that's kind of uh, where I'm at now. Is it snowing there in, in, in Rhode Island today? Not today. Not today, no. We may, okay. we may get some flurries, but nothing yet. Yeah, we got, we got a little bit of flurries here in, in, uh, in Connecticut, so we're not too far we're, apart. We're practically neighbors. Yeah, practically neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> Before we go any further, man, I got to know, are you a D&D man or are you a five? I'm a, I'm a Starbucks guy, I, I'm, but I'm not prejudiced to Dunkin' Donuts. I'll do a Dunkin' Donuts dark roast um, with the espresso shot. I have to have the coffee strong. It has to be dark and strong and i'm a starbucks regular so i, I won't pay five dollars a cup it usually is two or three dollars per cup <laughs> i collect i collect the star i collect the stars so i can get uh get the discounts and so forth i'm a bargain shopper i hear that man there is absolutely nothing wrong with that man I, i'll do the uh i'll do the dunkin in the morning for the coffee and occasionally you know i'll pop into uh to five bucks because the, their Wi-Fi seems to be a little bit more. Their Wi-Fi is a lot more consistent, man. And I and I get the tea. I get the tea from them, you know, and, and, and some other things, you know. They, the sweet, I got a sweet tooth, so that that really, um, yeah, that, that's really I get my fix over there. Oh, I can tell this but is anyhow, gonna be fun. All right. <laughs> that that is uh yeah that's yeah that's 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 one of my addictions, man. Sugar. We got to kind of put that on hold, but I wanted to get you on the um. On, on the show you know i heard your, your your story um briefly and for those of you who don't know um about you why don't you you know tell us share a little bit about yourself you know and um what led you into running and and i'll zip it man all right all right like i told i think i gave you a quick disclaimer i do have the tendency to talk a little bit too much but i will try to be very quick um with the brief bio um i'm 30 mm -hmm. i'm 39 years old um half black half italian grew up in rhode island um public school education, one year of college, mm -hmm. one year of technical school after high school, you know, graduated with a computer tech degree, um, computer, tech okay. computer tech certificate, I should say. Um, mm -hmm. That never really got me excited, though. Um, sales and automobiles got me excited, um, really went hard with the, um, with the luxury automobile sales at a young age and was very, okay. was very successful at it. Um, to the any particular brand or just just uh... Toyota and Lexus. I started off with Toyota gotcha. Lexus, um, 
And by 23 years old, I was an assistant manager at a Lexus dealership making great income. But I was also Mm -hmm. um, at that time, by that time, I was an active, um, what they call a functional drug addict. So alcohol and drugs Mm -hmm. um, became a huge part of my life at that point, unfortunately. And just to back up a little bit, um, Mm -hmm. Pop Warner football, Little League baseball, I played everything. CYO basketball, I played every sport. Um, Never excelled in any of them, was never an (laughs) (laughs) all-star. I played all these sports, but I never excelled. I was was really good. Never excelled in any of them. Appreciate your honesty. (laughs) (laughs) So I was never like all-star status, Um, but I always loved this. I love sports. Um, and I love to I love to ride my bike. And quick story, my grandmother, um, she, she passed about 10 years ago. She told me when I was a, a, a young boy that I would that I would be a runner. She always used to put that in my head. She used to say, you have strong legs. You're going to be a runner. You're going to be a runner. And other than watch mm-hmm. and other than watching like, you know, Kyle Lewis win the Olympics, I didn't know much about track and field or running or anything like that. Um, I didn't have any friends at the time that weren't any, you know, um, track and field or anything like that. Um, but over the years, if there was an exercise that I gravitated towards um, in my spare time, it was always jogging. Okay. Okay. Um, and then to, now let's fast forward a little bit. We touched on the fact that by 23 years old, I was um, using alcohol and drugs um, and had a severe substance abuse problem. Every time I tried to straighten myself out, I turned to running. That was my thing. I'd get up every day. I'd go out for a run. I'd feel better about myself. But I never, beca- mm-hmm. I never became consistent with it until towards the end of 2012, 2013. Okay. What uh, changed? Well, honestly, I got locked up, so I had no choice but to to get oh. to get clean and and do the right thing. Okay. Um, and I started to run. Well, let's back up a little bit. No, I, I take that back. So we we skipped apart. Um, 2008 was when I decided. Um that I wanted to make a change in my life. I had, I had been struggling with alcohol and drugs, been going from job to job. The um, management position at Lexus didn't last any, mm-hmm. didn't, that did not last longer than three months. Um, and, when, mm. and once you start to lose positions like that, word gets around the industry. I remember one time walking into a Acura dealership in Boston, Massachusetts, thinking that I had the job in, in, the back, in my back pocket. And they mm-hmm. they made a couple of phone calls and had a couple of backroom conversations and they came out and they said we're sorry Maurice um, we're gonna we're gonna decide not to move forward with you today um, you know and there's no need to follow up so I knew what that meant you know word got around that this guy he's not reliable you know he has a substance abuse problem so those those mm-hmm. th- those things catch up to you so let's um, try not to lose track here um, 2008 I put myself in a program. And um, it was pretty intense. It was an inpatient, um, mandatory six months to one year um, substance abuse program. So I did that on my own for the first 90 days. I wasn't allowed to leave the program and not even the physical property. So I could only stay on the property and I would run every day outside for 30 minutes Mm -hmm. in the in the parking lot. That was my that was my escape. You know, there's only so okay. many there's only so many push ups and, and dumbbells you can lift and, and so many chores you can do and so many Bible studies you can attend when, when you're trying to um um these were the things that I was replacing my former addictions with, you know. Um so okay. the, the running every day outside for that thirty minutes and then in the back of my head I couldn't wait for that ninety day mark because when that ninety day mark left, not only could I leave the property for an hour and a half, 
Um, I mean, not only could I, I had, I had an hour and a half outside and I could leave the property. So the first thing I thought of was how far I could run, you know? Um, so I really, really got obsessed with the running, um, became pretty consistent with it. It did not keep me on track to the tune of me staying clean and sober, um, at that point. So let's, um, touch on the fact that in 2012, that's when I was, um, incarcerated, you know, substance abuse related things um really don't need to get into that right now um mm -hmm. short period of time i think i did nine months in in the um, adult correctional institution here in rhode island and it was a real wake-up call it was you know look at yourself maurice you're you're 30 something years old you're going to be a 40 year old man soon and what are you doing with yourself what have you done so it was a real, real wake-up call. So I used that nine months um, to the best of my ability. I took a couple of college writing classes. Um, I It's very easy to stay clean and sober in, um, in jail. Um, mm -hmm. So that was, that was easy. But I ran every single day. Um, every time they let me outside, I ran. Every time I had a recreational um, period, I ran. And to the tune of obviously i had no gps watch or anything like that but i had to have been logging a minimum of six or seven miles per day with at least 20 miles um on the weekend you know wow ten, ten, 10 on a saturday 10 on a sunday and i'm I'm going by time i had no gps watch or anything like that i could figure how many laps around the dirt track would make would make one mile and so forth gotcha. so, so i was taking and like people knew, and then there was a guy that was there, and he supposedly had ran the Boston Marathon several times. So he was talking to me, and like, I, and like the feeling of getting like that because he was like the run. What I mean, everybody looked at him as like he was the runner, you know. And to get like his respect, and to be able to talk to him, and he was giving me advice and all this stuff. So I couldn't wait to get out um, and do something positive. My mm -hmm. I'm with now signed me up for my first half marathon, and that race fell on the weekend after I was set to be released. So I already had. And where was that at? That was Bristol, um, Rhode Island. It's the Colt State Park. Okay. Colt State Park half marathon was in November of 2013, literally the weekend after I was released. I went to Marshalls, picked up a pair of Brooks running sneakers off the clearance rack because they looked good and felt comfortable. And I knew Brooks was a good, <laughs> I, I knew Brooks was a good brand to go to. I was an ASICs uh -huh. guy. Um, Got you. I, I was an ASICs guy, but like I said, I was on a budget, went to Marshall's at the clearance rack, grabbed that pair of Brooks. I Shout went... out to Marshall's, man. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> you never um, know what you're going to find at Marshall's, bro. Oh, man, you can. I, I was so mad because they have the, my favorite sneakers right now, the Lunar Epic uh, twos. They have them there, but they don't have my size, and they're only like thirty nine dollars. It's crazy cheap. Um, mm -mm. What size do you wear, bro? Thirteen. Oh yeah, 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 man. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so yeah, um, so I, I ran the race. It was my my first, um, obviously organized um, race. My girlfriend was there, my mom, my aunt, um, a couple of other family members. It was such a cool experience. I saw two gentlemen that I knew through um, like the roads to recovery, like sober houses and programs and, and local churches and stuff. And they were running the marathon. They were running the half. Um, I think one of, them okay. was the, one of them was doing the 5K, one was doing the half. So it was my first time being at an organized event like that, at an organized race and, and participating. And I, I did pretty good. I think I did 144 for a half marathon. 
Um, and I remember checking my bib on the chart and there was a girl next to me and she was like, oh, you don't know like how to check your, your time. And I said, no, this is my first my first race. So she showed, mm -hmm. she, showed, she showed me how to check it. She's like, you did 144. That's excellent. You crushed it. So I'm all pumped up. Um, and I literally just became hooked. I was like, when can I sign up for the next one? For another I, one. <laughs> so I, start, I started signing up for half marathons. And my goal, um, and I had this, this goal when I first started running consistently, was to eventually run a full marathon. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm like, you can't call you. So that, in my mind, like I said, I'm brand new to the sport, very naive, um, not even thinking that a real runner, you know, might run a, I, sh I shouldn't say that a real runner, but more competitive, more elite, more experienced, whatever you want to call it, disciplined mm -hmm. runner. Um, I wasn't thinking about times and stuff like that. It took me, you know, over the next, even up till now, I'm still amazed by the acceptance that I get from the community and from people that are so well established in the sport. You know what I mean? Um, real athletes that are out there competing at high levels, um, winning races and so forth. And they treat you just like, you know, like you can run a five minute mile. Um, and, and so I, 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 that's what keeps me coming back for more. So yeah. the, the running, the races, the community, the social media support, um, Mm -hmm. my last podcast and i told myself if i ever had a chance to, <laughs> to do another podcast i wouldn't make the same mistake my last podcast i think people that listened to it must have thought that my life only uh revolved around instagram it, i was very it sounded like all i <laughs> it sounded like all i lived for was instagram so i'm going to try to make this podcast a little bit different but uh um that's that's my story running's changed my life it's kept me clean and sober i have um Closing in on 36 months, so three years completely um, alcohol, That's all right, man. alcohol and cocaine free and, and so forth. Um, and I've hit some very, very rock bottoms. Obviously, you don't end up in, in prison for, for, for criminal charges um, based on substance abuse if you, if, you don't have, if you haven't hit some rock bottoms. So where I'm going with that is the running, the community, the social media. It literally keeps me sober. Um, it's opened other doors for me. I've been able to go mm -hmm. into I've been able to go into some of the local high schools here in Rhode Island, um, Central Falls High School, and I have another um, scheduled speaking engagement this Friday at a at a local mm -hmm. vocational school. And I tell the kids I'm I'm not a I'm not a professional I'm not a medical professional. Um, I just have a story to tell, and my story yeah. my story involves me making those decisions to choose drugs and alcohol consistently at that age. Um, instead of choosing something like sports or education or relationship or home ownership, you know what I mean? There's so many, there's so many outlets out there for the youth to yeah. get it, to get into. I don't expect everybody to become a runner. Um, you know, um, that's my story, but it, it's cool. I get to meet people like you. I get to meet people like Chip, you know, Chip, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he was the first person to reach out to me, um, because of meeting on Instagram. We met at a race in Plymouth, Mass., we met face to face and we became like, mm -hmm. we were like, he was my first running friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he's, he's a good man. Yeah. He's Chip awesome. A good man. He's awesome. Sneakerhead. <laughs> he, yes. He inspires me with his style, with everything like yeah. that. So, uh, it, and I just, in running is like, I, it's the same cliche motivational quote, you know, you get out of it what you put into it. So the fact Absolutely. that I'm, the fact that I'm following like a disciplined training plan now, shout out to my coaches, uh, Rory and Paul, um, it makes me just feel more accomplished, and like there's 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 nothing stopping me from getting better. Um, Absolutely, man. I mean, we all go through these um, different, you know, 
phases, periods in our lives, you know, whether it's something that you went through personally or you got a family member, um, you know, you, you, you shout out to you because you be able to say, you know what, you, you enrolled yourself into a, a, a program. Um, I know personally, my brother, you know, had come home one night, big hole in his chest, blood all over the place. And, uh, we wind up having to take him to, you know, to the hospital, and it's at that point, it was like, yo, man, I had to find, I had to do something and took him to a, a program, you know, crack, drugs, whatever it is, you know, no one is immune from it. It didn't matter where you, where you came from or whatever. Um, but he turned it, you know, after being in this program, he, he wound up turning his life around, man. Got his, got his bachelor's degree. He got his master's degree. Now he's um, oh, that is awesome. a counselor. Yeah. That is awesome. Cool. Yeah. So it's, um. It, it, it's it affects anybody, you know. And now you you got running and 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 something to kind of uh, you know, to help provide some discipline, man. It, it's something else. So what's going to be next for you, man? You got the a book on the um the book? Okay. The Boston Marathon, and I do want to write a book. My book would my book um, the title I've told myself I would name it would be everything, and then because I already have a sequel planned, and there would be more. Um, even no, after don't, every, don't, if, don't 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 talk, don't don't spill all of these, man. All right, so all right. Be, but uh, yeah, the your title, man. Yeah, no, I hear that. I hear <laughs> that. That's a good point. But um, no, it's everybody. Obviously, everybody has a story to tell. Yes, um, absolutely. And, and Mike I, can't tell your story, man. Exactly. So, and I've and and I think we just we touched before the interview started. We touched on Gary V. He's one of the guys that says, you know, you need to be out there telling your story. I didn't get um, the, the bagel yet. Um, so go ahead and listen. Yeah, if you have a story to tell and you think that there's one person that's willing to listen, um, then you should be out there telling it. You should be out there trying to um, change somebody's Thank life mm -hmm. um, in a positive manner, especially if you have the ability to do it. We're so we're so blessed every single day with just basic things like health and physical capabilities and, and, and uh, opportunities and so forth. And, yeah. you know, not not everybody that makes the decision to stop using drugs and alcohol can snap out of it and be able to move forward. I mean, you're, obviously your brother was one of the success stories. He was able to go back, get an education and all that stuff. Some guys literally lose their mind because yeah. of the substance abuse. So I always, always keep that in the front of my mind that I'm so grateful to, to be able to continue to learn, get stronger and things like that. My book would touch on everything from, you know, um, Things that I experienced as a child in a, in a biracial um, household, uh, you know, in, in the 70s, 80s and 90s. I shouldn't say 70s. Mm -hmm. I was born in 78. But, you know, just I, I, it would go. <laughs> <laughs> I was proud of it. I was like, yeah, yeah, 80s and 90s, 80s and 90s. <laughs> um, you know, I have I have two I have two sons and I only talk about one of them all the time because, you know, my second son, his mom decided to, to take him and and, and, and and remove him from my life when I was really bad with the alcohol and the cocaine and everything um, and crack and heroin. So mm -hmm. it, and I never I never put a filter on that. You know, I've end, I've I've ended up in the back of an ambulance twice due to an accidental drug overdose. Um, so if it wasn't for, you know, first responders that actually care. Um, I wouldn't be here today. So things like that. Um, I never lose. Mm -hmm. I never lose sight of that. I would obviously the book would include that. I reached out to my other son. Um, that's something that I, I always like to keep in prayer. Um, I'm a strong believer, at, and and I'm never. I never try to use any type of platform to try to preach or anything because I'm not at that point in my life. Um, I'm saved. You know that that's cool, but it's not. It might not be for everybody. Um, 
But what I'm trying to say is I'm, I'm a believer that what you put out is what you're going to get back. So all I'm putting yeah. out right now is positive, positive energy, light, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm, and I believe that I'm going to receive that back. Am I going to get a phone call tomorrow? Probably not. You know, it's going to, it's going to take a lot more effort on my end, you know, um, to make, mm-hmm. to make something like that happen. But I'm positive about it. I do think that one day I'll have a relationship with my other son. Um, and, and, and I look forward to that. I look forward to it. And, um, and, and I just, I hope that that's a door that can be open one day. I don't want to sound overconfident. Yet. Yeah. No, I mean, you, you, things happen, man. I mean, with, with your family, you know, I went through a, um, you know, went through a divorce and, and you know, it, it, things happen in your life and whether it makes you hard and bitter and then you, you know, it puts a strain on the, uh, it can put a strain on the relationship with your kids and um, yeah, it, you just kind of, you know, keep going every day. You know, because uh, they're definitely going to need us in their lives, man. So, and running has helped to do that, man. We've, um, I, I think I did my first, uh, I did the first mar- half marathon with my with my daughter in um, in DC, and that was a that that out of all the half marathons, that was the most memorable one. Man. Of course, it must yeah, have been. I, she know, she completed it with you. Yeah, yeah, we ran. I ran the entire time um, together. It was raining that day. I think we stopped at McDonald's not to get like coffee or anything, <laughs> but I think I think she had to go to the bathroom and, you know, just 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 the entire trip, you know. And, and I always have a a camera with me or whatever, and you know, just to kind of capture the moment yeah. from. Oh, I the, am the, never. I I love people that take a thousand pictures during races. I'm not. I would never be the person that that's shaking their head at that. I love pictures. I love videos. Capture the moment. Mm-hmm. You you only live once. You got family, yeah. friends, volunteers. The whole experience is worth, it, you know. And, and I know that there's some what they maybe they might call like a pure runner or something. I admit, for lack of a better term. That maybe kind of uh-huh. shake, that might shake their head at someone like me or you that's stopping to take a selfie or something. But there's, I'll, I'll definitely, I'll always stop to take that selfie. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> with my daughter, that's I think that's I've, I've done that twice. You know, with my, you know, that race was something I wanted to, I wanted to uh, savor. I could definitely, um, yeah. But most times. I'm not that pure runner, but if I'm trying to, you know, qualify for Boston, I'm not gonna have time to be uh right. stopping yes, along the well, way to begin Maybe in the beginning I might take a picture and at the end. My if my coach race. is listening, she's shaking her head because she says pictures later. Run first, pictures later. All the time. Yeah, absolutely, man. So you, definitely get the time in. Yeah, you gotta get the time in. But, uh, uh my son came to a couple of my races, but the most memorable was he came to when I did the four marathons in October um last year. Um, mm-hmm. he came to the fourth one, which happened to be my birthday. And it was in Narragansett. So he, his school is right down the street. <clears throat> so it was really cool to see him at the finish line. Cause I was struggling and I had it in the back of my head that he might show up. So when I saw him, mm-hmm. when I saw him at the finish line, that last like 500 yards, um, I don't know if I can see that far, but you know what I'm trying to say? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that last stretch was, uh, was much easier to, to run because I knew he was at the end and it was just an incredible feeling because you know what? Five years ago, um, we didn't have that type of relationship where he was showing up at an event, waiting for his dad and cheering him on um, or the other way around. You know, th- mm-hmm. there's times where I missed some of his sporting events because of my alcohol and drug use. So the, the whole thing 
the running, um, the sobriety, the, the relationships with my, um, with my, with my son, my parents, everything is just, things are blossoming and I'm blessed. I'm blessed that someone like you reach, reaches out to me and, and wants to listen to me talk. Um, and I'm really excited to what, to, to see what running has in store for me next. I'm doing the Boston marathon. Um, my ultimate goal is to use the running and social media platform to mm -hmm. build some sort of, you know, I'm not going to be the next, uh, either hip hop preacher, Eric Thomas, but I want to, I want to, I want to hit the youth on a, on a wide scale. I want to talk to the high school kids and let them know, you know, I used to sit in that seat and I used to think this stuff doesn't happen. It's not going to happen to mm -hmm. me. Um, and not even high school, junior high these days, but you know where I'm getting at. Um, I used to be one of those kids that was like, I'll never touch that stuff. That stuff is for losers. Um, and then I became one of those kids that, you know, I thought drugs was the cool way. And I, and I just, I, I have such a passion for, for talking to the kids and, 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 and telling them my story. So the ultimate goal would be to go back to school, um, further my education and communications and, uh, and just keep, and just keep speaking. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you taking your time out, you know, your schedule, man, to sit down and, 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 and share your story and, and be so transparent. I mean, I think you, you, you never know who is listening and uh, it can touch someone's life, man. It can definitely, you know, make a difference in someone's life listening to your story. So I appreciate you sharing with us, man. I appreciate you. And the fact that you said, you know, nobody's immune to it. And one thing um, I'd be doing an injustice if if anybody knows somebody that's struggling right now with alcohol, drugs, depression, anything like that, um, there's always hope. And if they know that there's somebody on the outside that's rooting for them, um, that makes a big difference. So never give up hope on that person. Um, you know, don't be naive. Don't let the person steal, <laughs> steal from you and use you and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, you just let them know that, that you believe in them. Absolutely, man. All right, bro. Thank you so much. Thank you, man. I look for, uh, I, yes, Marathon Panda Maurice, if you haven't heard, high fives and positive vibes. My duty is to be a light because all I did was hang out in the darkness before. So thank you all for listening. All right, man. All righty. Have all a right. good one. You too, brother.